Welcome to Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan, training you to lead with courage. Hello, everyone. We are so happy to have you here. We uh, love to train you every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock at uh, um, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan and share with you how to find the leader in you. But we also love to bring courageous leaders to our podcast. They will exemplify, they will show you how they started, how they move, no matter the obstacles that they um, uh, encountered in their lives and how they are doing with God's help, an amazing uh, job, not only in the area, but now all over the world. So uh, one of uh, our, our guests today is Mike Kingsley. He is a courageous leader. He is the president of World Trumpet TV. He has 25 years of serving and 27 years of global ministry and leadership. So I am sure that we're going to learn a lot. So take a, a piece of paper, um, make quiet place around you and learn from uh, Mike, Mike, we are so happy to have you here. Would you introduce yourself to our audience, please? Uh, when I said thank you for having me, uh, my friend, uh, Dr. Croden, uh, what a blessing for us to finally meet again and be able to, uh, to speak to so many uh, leaders and those who want to excel in what God has called them to do and, and be uh, effective, especially in the time we're in. My name is Mike Kingsley. Uh, founder and president of Wild Trumpet Television, a network that God's using to spread the good news all over the world in 140 nations now and growing. So we're very delighted by the grace of God that uh, I can be here with you and 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 uh, you are on our Wild Trumpet Television a few weeks you know a few weeks ago almost like four weeks back. Uh, what a tremendous our ministry and, and and what you do. So I'm delighted to be with you today. And and, and to conclude that, I am born and raised in Uganda, and I'm a missionary to the United States. And it's been like this for almost 20, more than 20 years, as I view this country as um, uh, uh, a mission field right now. The last time that I sh I told that to somebody around the country, I mean, I just landed back into the United States, and I told them the Lord sent me here. And North America, has been, you know, is a it's my mission field. He said, "Where do you get that? How do we become a mission field?" He didn't literally know. I said, "Well, America right now is the third largest mission field in the entire world, and now we become the second place, you know, behind China." And so, but then later on, that's when he began to realize that this country needs a mighty visitation, and here we are, you and I, we get to share the message of the kingdom back into a country that has already sent missionaries out of here to the rest of the world. 
That is so true. I'm glad that you said that because indeed America is a mission field and we have to concentrate. Yes, yeah. we, we are foreigners. We are coming here from another country. I am originally from Romania. You are from Kenya, yes? Uganda. Uganda, Uganda. Uh, and, and I had such uh, an amazing opportunity uh, to talk with your, your father, too. Yes, uh, and yes. It's amazing how God moved us into yeah. this country for a specific reason. For right. many of you that uh, don't know, uh, I, my memoir is Saving My Assassin. And like uh, David said, Mike said, it's important to understand that God yeah. can use one person. He can use me. He can yeah. use Mike or his dad in Uganda and yeah. change things, change a nation, change lots of things that maybe uh, for sure you are created for. Mm-hmm. Tell us, I, I had such an amazing opportunity to, to talk with your, your father uh, when I was on your television program. I want you to know, maybe I never shared with you, that when my daughter, my second daughter, was at Harvard Law School, still a student, she went to uh, Zambia, Zimbabwe, uh, I believe Uganda and South Africa, and she wrote constitution and laws that will protect women too. So see, God uses different skills and different opportunities. Tell us how you started. Well, I go back, you know, many years. Um, I was born and raised, again, you talked to my dad, I was born and raised under a very powerful man of God. And I share with you the story, you know, for the most part, uh, at the time Uganda was under curfew. It was under, you know, an iron cut, under dictatorship and persecution, repression and everything, poverty. We had wars, we had disease. You can name everything that blanketed that country were, were lining up for just about, you know, uh, a kill of sugar and, and salt. Those were the biggest commodities because every infrastructure had fallen. You could hardly have any hope that this country would turn around, just like any other country would turn around and, and, and take on a trajectory of its people being God, people who love God, because we're so broken on a moral compass and everything. So. How do you get a country that's already broken like that? There's war, there's disease. And then, of course, the church is being persecuted. I can imagine what the believers in Afghanistan are going through right now, especially after the United States leaving. Uh, you could see the women are marching on the streets and they're being beat. Some of them are being caught. You know, they've been you know, slaughtered like animals. I could imagine that. that. That was part of the pain we were going through. And it's out of there. Because a lot of all those, you know, you know, uh, horror stories, you know, when God intervenes in them, the glory goes back to him. It's out of that, you know, after God saved my dad from Idi Amin, who almost killed him, you know, it's when God, you know, my dad said, you know what, God has called me to seek, to seek him. The turnaround of everything that I share with churches and leaders is a turnaround where men turn back to God, if my people who are called by my name and humble themselves, seek my face and turn away from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and heal their land. The part of healing 
it's a spiritual healing. It's a physical healing. It's a moral. I mean, it's it encompasses a lot of a lot of things. Our country was broken. We needed God when no man, when science could not come in and the doctors could not come in and nobody could save us from you know the evil dictators who are killing us like animals. God came in, but God to come in, He needed someone to cry out of Him. So Lord, we need you. We need you to come deliver us, deliver us from the hat, the, from the mouth of the life of the enemies of this country who fear that when Christianity grows in Uganda, they will never have a voice. They feared the future of this mighty move of God that might break up. But what they try to stop, actually, what they try to fear then actually ended up happening. It, it, you know, because when God came in, you know, everything started to shift. The country started to shift. The president started to shift. You know, uh, the moral compass, the people's life started to shift. They began to see that literally God has come into the country. People started to fear God again. Whereas we, I, I agree with you, and it's so true. But see, in every situation, God intervenes through our obedience to our your obedience. dad, to yeah. you. To, to me, as I work in Romania under horrible circumstances, yes. to people in Afghanistan who will cry out to the Lord and still be strong and courageous and share the gospel, God will right. intervene. Prayer yes. and crying out to the Lord, it's not sufficient. He will hear us, but he said, go and, and make disciples. So there is a work, a cooperation between, between God and us. It's between faith and putting that faith in action. In action, and yes. I, I also believe, we said, and we talk a lot about this, Mike, uh, together, that the solution for America is God, but we as Christians, have to unite our faith and our prayer into actions. Your yes. thoughts? I, I totally agree. I totally agree. There's no other way. America cannot run away from God at, at this point in juncture. We never did in Uganda. Whether all the things were going on, we had to come through, you know, coming before God and humble ourselves. See, yes, there was suffering, there was pain, there was anguish, and there was all those things happening, but we discovered that God needed us to cry out of him because only him could be able to bring about the transformation the nation needed when, when everybody's broken, just like where America's headed or where we are now in the United States. It's when the God's people realize, man, we are all going through this. We all need God. America doesn't need another, you know, another stimulus, doesn't need another going to the moon or any, you know, all the breakthroughs have already been done. The, the brightest, the smartest, the Harvards and them and the Facebooks, Darkbacks, we all have them. But the one thing that's been missing or that's missing that we're trying to drive away out of our, our hearts is God. And when we do that, we are doomed. America doesn't have to be doomed if we re-invite God in the center of our hearts and make him Lord and Savior. The, any society that really works so hard to reinforce God out that society is going to go through tremendous amount of trial. And we can't be that country. I, t I tell leaders and pastors in this country, that either there's two things that can happen, Dr. Number one, it's either we are desperate for God now, 
or we are devastated in order for us to turn back to God. Which which is which? Do we need to be desperate? I, I, in Uganda, we were devastated to run back to God. Okay? But we realized that, you know, this catastrophe forced us before God. Can America afford going through an entire devastation? We've already gone through a little bit of what's, what's happening right now. But I believe that if God's people, you know, continue to rise up and unite for such a time as this, doctor, we can turn the tide around. We don't, I don't want to see what we went, you and I went through in our countries. You know, you are, you are so right about that because I don't want to see people go into socialist and, uh, idea that will provide for them free things and everything because it's a lie. But yes. in the same time, we have to be aware that as Americans, we turn our back to God. We cons- we forgot what family is all about, and some of the pastors are even fearful to talk about. We uh, we sacrifice. Uh, our children on the altar of freedom, and we expect we expect God to bless us. No, it's not. There is no freedom without Christ, not even in in America. But like yeah. you said, the, the, we have the solution, and the solution is from God to turn from our wicked way. And we all can look in us and ask God to help us to see where we have that wicked way and repent from from it. But yes. we have the solution. You write about that. What totally. would you say? What would you say to a pastor that is fearful to talk about issues like family, about uh, abortion, and all the other things that many many pastors are fearful of losing contribution or whatever uh, the fear uh, might be? Well, this is what I tell leaders because that's been part of my being in this country the last several years. I have been ministering to pastors, you know. Uh, Courageous, courageous faith, you know, cannot be intimidated by the culture and the division and everything that's happening today. And here's how I share with the pastors. Because number one, the enemy creates such an environment of fear and it blankets it all over the country that people are timid. We've seen that in the Bible where God's people, like during the time of Goliath, you know, Goliath stands up. He didn't have much to do. He was already a giant, but he exuded that strength that caused the armies of Saul to be afraid. That Saul and his army could not go and attack and attack him. God had already given, you know, the Philistines into the hands of of, uh, of, uh, of, of uh, God's army, but they could not move. It's that fear that we are seeing in the land today where, you know, God has already given us victory over things we, we think we're so afraid of or, what am I going to lose? Because the moment you bow down to fear, what you fear, you worship. And when you worship anything other than, when you worship fear other than God, it's as a sin of witchcraft. It allows a curse to come in. And so whatever we fear, we worship. It better be God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, of knowledge. So what I share with pastors, doctor, is this. Go back in the closet. Go back in the upper room. Seek the face of God. You know, have be one with the Lord that you will never be afraid of anything outside you. Nobody has been, you know, has been um, uh, baptized in the presence of Jehovah that will ever walk out of the presence of God and say, you know what, I'm afraid of the devil. 
Any man who has seen God, who has had a visitation from God, would never be afraid of anything. Because when God's truly your portion, then the fear of man doesn't count at all. The only problem we have is that we have people who have less of the presence of God, who began to interpret their image and their accomplishments through the eyes of what do the people do, what do they say. The moment I realized that the, I stood on many pulpits like you and spoke boldness on the pulpits. And the people who had me speak boldness, we didn't flinch. It's, oh my God, how could he say that? Well, because I, God sent me with a bold message to awaken the body because if America stays, people are already watching the problems happening. What are we waiting for for us to wake up? You know, for such a time as this, what are we waiting for? Why can we be bold for the Lord and call sin, sin and call abortion, abortion, homosexuality, homosexuality, you know, socialism, socialism, and all these things. Because at the end of the day, everything we are inviting in that's not the will of God is going to destroy a people. It's going to destroy a culture. It's going to destroy a nation. Are we willing to watch our compromise? Are we willing to let our compromise, you know, allow the darkness to take over the nation just because we want to be lenient and nice and everything? Because at the end of the day, it will happen if we don't stand for the Lord. And so I tell leaders, let's pray. When you pray in the presence of God, you're going to come out with courage and power to speak, not your mind, because when you speak your mind, you're fearful. But when you speak the mind of Christ, people will return to God. That's exactly. And one other thing that I said many times to people is this. If you don't have courage enough for yourself to save this country, to let God work in you and through you, think about your kids and your grandkids because you have a responsibility. You right. enjoy and you receive the freedom that you, you by inaction, you, right. you are taking away from them. It's your responsibility to give that freedom, even extend that freedom. And if you don't have courage for yourself, think yeah. about your kids. Think about generations to come. Right. And, uh, that that can be done in God's power, in in God's wisdom. And I love what you said, that fear of God is the beginning of the wisdom. It's not everything. Walking with him you will receive so much wisdom. The Bible tells us that God makes us wiser than our yeah. enemies. So what do you need? What do you really? need more? We are in the winning team. Join us. Yes. Join us because also here on this earth, wherever you might be in America or other country, or if we go to heaven, we are winners. We don't yeah. lose anything. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so true, Doc. That's yes. so true. The body of Christ needs a vigorous awakening now. And we have to drive out this stronghold of fear that's blanketing America because it's making great men of God, who used to be great men of God, high because they feel like they've been sold an identity, more the world identity, which they want, which is their business card. And yet God has called them to speak truth in the time we're living in right now. Because at the end of the day, the word of God told us the other day is that judgment begins in the house of God. Exactly, exactly. God, when any time the entire world, you, America breaks down, God doesn't begin, oh, so let me begin by destroying San Francisco. No, he goes through the church. What have you done? Yes. What have you done about it? 
because you know? each one of us will receive skill, talents, a position in a specific area in order to use them for God's glory. And the yes. minute that we do the, the first step, God provides the second step and so forth. So I am so grateful for what you are doing and you you are stepping up every single day and doing yes. that and God provides those resources. Tell us where the, the my audience can reach you, can watch, and uh, be in touch with you. Well, we're so honored, you know, for uh, the network that God has given us, Wild Trumpet Television, a vision for total discipleship for leaders, awakening the battle Christ to go back in the mission field. So people can find us actually on www, on our website, wildtrumpettelevision.com, all on, all on all our social media handle, handles, you know, whether Mike Kingsley or Wild Trumpet Television, um, the number, you know, they can reach us is 469-920-5200 you know, you know, if they want prayer. We're getting prayers from all over the world right now because of what God's doing this network. We also have an outreach through the network of uh, taking relief, uh, relief things to different countries around the world in disaster you know, like Haiti, we just, you know, did a, a donation to, to Haiti to help the people through the disaster and everything like that. So we're in the position of really amplifying the message of the kingdom. And I pray that the leaders who are listening to us can be activated into their gifting, into their creativity. You're, right now, in the midst of what's going on, I pray that God can really bring an increase of him through you to excel, to accelerate the gifting and the creativity that's inside of you. That's why I, I enjoy what you call your program, Courageous Leadership. God calling you into battle. Just, I, I, let me say this, Doc. It is the David effect. The David effect is for him to show up on the battlefield, even though he hasn't been invited. Why? Because he's courageous enough to say, I don't care what stands in my way. I have something that has been placed on the inside of me for me to solve a problem that I'm looking at. That's how a leader looks at it. A leader doesn't flinch. A leader doesn't say, well, I don't have resources. I don't have this. I don't have that. No, I said, let me define the kind of vision that I have. And if it's defined and I'm in the right alignment, you know, divine favor will come and the door will open. Courage will always lead you to the next door. Just don't worry about the door. A lot, of, a lot of leaders worry about the door. No, the door was created to do what it's supposed to do. And you are the one that's prepared yourself to walk toward it if you already prepared for effect, the effectiveness of what God has called you to, to achieve right in the earth realm. So thank you, Doc, for having me. Thank you so very much. You said it so well. I don't know if every one of my, my listeners and viewers know that I'm under five feet tall. So it doesn't matter the size that you have. Yes. It's your yes. willingness to obey the Lord and also your willingness when God helps you to win a battle, 
to point it to God because you are crazy if you think that you have done it on your own. And God is not going to use you when you do that. You have to point people and show people, look, I'm under five feet tall. I am just a woman. I was 82 pounds in Romania and I faced an assassin 16 with a gun and God showed up and I'm alive and he helped me to share. God helped me to share the gospel with my assassin who accepted Christ. And you said, this is what God can do it because it's true. And I want to thank you so much again for being on our podcast. We just reached a tip of what we can discuss. We're going to invite you again. I thank you so much. Thank you. I look forward to meeting you again. Great. Thank you. Virginia Prodan, her coaching program, buy her book, Saving My Assassin, or invite Virginia to speak at your events, visit virginiaprodanbooks.com.